I feel good, na 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 na. I knew that, I would now, but what if I don't? What if you're unhappy? What if you're depressed? What if you're anxious? What if you're frustrated or angry? What do you do if somebody said to you, you've got a brain disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, there's something wrong with your brain, it's not uh, working effectively, you don't have the right level of neurochemistry in your brain. So it might be that you've got ADHD, ADD, uh, all the things that people go to the doctor for, the psychiatrist, the psychologist, the counsellor, because you don't feel happy, you don't feel satisfied, you don't love your life. And it's really interesting that once you go to a medical professional, they want to help you. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) Uh, But here's a great question. Why do you feel unhappy? Why are you depressed? Why can you not focus? Why do you have a short attention span? Why is your brain rotting away, Alzheimer's dementia? Why did this happen to you versus go to the doctor, I feel unhappy, And the doctor says, well, you have this, and they diagnose you. And then there is an intervention of some kind. It might be pills, it might be counselling, it might be surgery. There's something that they will give you, uh, talk to you about, to help you have a happy brain. But what about why do you have an unhappy brain? And if we could figure that out at the start, if we could get our brain healthy again, and is it possible if you've got an unhealthy brain, if you're mentally unhealthy, if you're mentally weak, if you're mentally sad, if your brain's not working the way you want it to, what can you do to fix it? There's a simple question. Can you actually fix it? And the reason I always ask this question is it's a very personal thing for me. Uh, I was told that my father's brain couldn't be fixed. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, dementia. Your dad's old, his brain's rotting away. We can't fix it. He's going to die from a rotting brain. And I know that sounds harsh, but that's the reality. And I, obviously, as my, it, it was my father. So I found that difficult to accept. So I started studying the brain, not what drugs to take, not what, I'm not a psychiatrist, not what surgery to do, I'm not a neurosurgeon, but why did it happen in the first place? And if I can find out why it happened, can I stop it? Can we stop the brain from rotting away? If somebody doesn't have a a long attention span, so they get in trouble in school, what can we do about that? If somebody's really unhappy, they're depressed, uh, they're suicidal, why why did they get to that point and what can we do about it? And it's been my driving force for my entire life, literally. So what can we do? And isn't it interesting that we don't often hear about the prevention. We don't even hear about the cure. We hear a lot about the interventions required to try and make you feel better. And the other thing that's very personal to me, because I then became an exercise professional, and most of my clients were people that had unhappy brains. Uh, People came to me because they And just as a side note, the reason I got so attracted so many clients, they had a poor relationship with themselves, low self-esteem, and it recreated itself inside them as an eating challenge. And people would call it an eating disorder. The label would be you're anorexic, you're bulimic, you're exercise bulimic, you're obese, you're morbidly obese. So that's what they were told. And they came to me, and it it started as a small number of people and became a very large number of people because I was always asking why why did this happen to you not you've got this 
take a pill, you've got this, go to hospital, you've got this, you need to see a psychiatrist. I was always very curious, very interested, genuinely interested in why do you feel this way? Why do you not want to eat any food? Why do you want to throw up? Why do you want to exercise fanatically until you feel like you've burnt off all the calories that you've put in? Why do you want to eat excessively so that your body gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you're not concerned about the the way you look or feel, you just want to keep eating? Why did that happen to you? So and this is a very personal thing, but every single one of those people said the same thing to me in, in different words, of course, but the exact same thing. Rowie, nobody's ever asked why. People diagnosed me with, told me that I had to do this, tried to force me to eat, tried to force me to, uh, to stop exercising, tried to force me to uh, go on a diet, tried to force me to have lap band surgery, all sorts of things to, to deal with my disease, my challenge, my disorder. But nobody ever said to me, why have you got this? Why do you feel this way? How did it happen? Now, I don't have an answer for the cure or the prevention of any of this. But what I have done for multiple decades now is study the why did this happen in the first place. And it's a really interesting thing to consider and I don't, all I'm asking you to do is consider. Is it possible that because our brain lives inside our body, they're connected, and because our central nervous system and our endocrine system start in the brain, and because the endocrine system, the hormonal system, is designed for our body and our brain to be healthy, to be fit and to be strong, not just to survive but to thrive, that if we could have a healthy central nervous system, healthy endocrine system, healthy, fit, strong body, that we might solve some of our challenges, we might prevent some of those challenges from happening. If we have those challenges, we may feel better And wouldn't it be interesting if we could understand the physiology of what happens inside the brain that we might even be able to prevent and cure some of those big challenges that people are continually taking drugs for. And the reason I share that with you is because I had so many clients that had challenges, so-called psychological challenges, they were going to psychologists, psychiatrists, neurosurgeons, uh, counsellors, and they would ask me to come with them. And it was really interesting that there was, when I went, there was never the question, why did this happen to you? It was always, here's another prescription for a pill, here's a change of prescription for a different pill. Talk to me, but there was no prevention or cure. And where this became very, uh, I'll use the word fascinating for me, but the reason it became the driving force for my study is that some of my clients had been going to psychologists and psychiatrists for years. And without hesitation, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, spending enormous amounts of money, either their own money or the government's money, which is your taxpayer's money, my taxpayer's money, with no result. They weren't getting happier. They weren't less depressed. They they didn't start eating again if they had been diagnosed as an an anorexic. They didn't uh, lose weight because they'd been diagnosed as morbidly obese. Nothing changed. They're going to the medical professional. They're getting drugs. People are, are listening to them talk, but nothing was changing. Now, that's not a criticism of the system from my point of view. That is me wanting to find out I've got clients that want to eat food, but they hate it. I've got clients who eat enormous amounts of food and they don't want to. I've got clients that are medically 
die or have been medically diagnosed with a, a, a mental illness, but nothing's changing for them and I want to help. So if like me, you are a parent, a teacher, a coach, a leader, an allied health professional, a medical professional, uh, or you yourself would like to find out what's going on inside your body, here are some things to consider. So no one will argue with me that the human body is designed to survive. The endocrine system that starts in your brain in the hypothalamus and finishes in your sex organs, and there's an interesting connection there, that system is designed that the human body not just survives, doesn't die, but it thrives so that it can enjoy life and feel good, have energy, enthusiasm and excitement to reproduce. Hypothalamus to your sex organs, that's the endocrine system. So if you feel sick, if you feel tired, if you feel depressed, if you feel angry, if you've been diagnosed with a disease, it's very unlikely that you'll want to have sex to reproduce. So the endocrine system is designed to make sure that every part of your body receives information about how to be healthy, fit and strong so that you can be healthy, fit and strong so you can thrive, survive first and then thrive. So if you're under threat, if you feel angry, if you feel stressed, if somebody's trying to kill you, if something bad has happened to you, your endocrine system goes into overdrive. We have to keep this body alive. So your body will do everything it possibly can to make sure that you don't die. Now we call that the fight and flight system, which is your body saying she's under threat, she's going to die. We have to produce epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol so she can get away from the threat or turn and fight the threat. Once you've fought, once you've flighted, once you've got away from the threat, once you've overcome the threat, your body then congratulates you. Your endocrine system then produces neurotransmitters to say, congratulations, you overcame the threat, you deserve a reward. So your body and your brain feel fantastic because we have now dopamine neurotransmitters. Then there's a serotonin transmitter, which is Be satisfied with your life. You didn't die. You're alive. You should feel satisfied. You should feel happy that you're alive. Uh, So now you can not only feel happy to be alive, you can be satisfied with your life so you can reproduce. Your body produces endorphins, which is a pain-killing neurotransmitter to get you away from the threat, but it has a side effect of making you feel happy. It's a happy drug. Then there's a beautiful substance called brain-derived neurotropic factor which is a, just a protein molecule produced by the body to fertilize your brain. But just in the last little while, that particular brain-derived neurotropic factor, where does it come from? And it's been suggested by some great new science that the muscles produce a product called myokines. So the muscles produce a molecule that says you had to fight, you had to flight, Next time we have to run, next time we have to sprint, next time we have to punch, kick, get rid of the stress, get rid of the challenge, the thing that's trying to kill us, you need to be stronger, you need to be fitter, but you also need to be smarter. So the myokine is sent to the brain, crosses the blood-brain barrier as brain-derived neurotropic factor to make our brain tougher, stronger, better for next time. But it also makes every other organ in our body better, stronger for next time. So every organ required to produce the chemicals that you need to fight and flight are pushed out of your muscles. Not only do your muscles get stronger, your bones get stronger, but all the organs of your body get stronger and your brain gets stronger. Now, I don't know how if I can make this any more exciting. 
but the harder you punch, the harder you kick, the heavier you lift, the more you get puffed, the more muscles you use at the same time. And this is the thing because myokines are produced in your muscle. The fitter, stronger and healthier you will become and the better your brain will become because brain-derived neurotropic factor is fertilizer for your brain. So it makes your dopamine system work more effectively, your serotonin system work more effectively. It produces endorphins more effectively. It produces oxytocin more effectively. All the things that make you feel good, the things that stop you from feeling depressed, the things that get your brain to work better. And the really important thing about a myokine, brain-derived neurotropic factor, is it produces neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. So it changes your brain and creates new brain cells. So even if you've got rotten, busted, broken, ordinary brain cells where you think crappy thoughts and you think negatively or you've had an accident or you've been diagnosed with a brain disease, your body can neurogenesis, produce new brain cells and neuroplasticity, which is change the way you think, change the way you feel. And all of that's connected by getting fit and getting strong. So to wrap all of that up in a very simple process... You can do two, one of, I'll say one of three things. You can try and fix the way you feel by yourself, and a lot of people do. They drink, they smoke, they take recreational drugs, they overdose on uh, pharmaceutical drugs, they have sex, they go shopping, all the things we get addicted to. And then now we've got social media that we get a dopamine rush from, uh, computer games, there's a whole heap of things that humans do to try and feel better because they feel crappy. Some people eat a lot of food, some people exercise because it makes them feel better. However... You could also go to the doctor and be diagnosed with all of those different diseases and they will give you a pharmaceutical intervention or a surgery intervention or a counselling intervention. What about the third option? What if you get really fit and really strong? And I'm not talking about exercise. I'm not talking about a 45-minute class. I'm not talking about a 30-minute run. I'm not talking about going to the gym three times a week for an hour. I'm talking about getting so physically fit and so physically strong that you change the chemistry of your body. You change your brain chemistry, you change your hormonal system, which starts in your brain and finishes in your sex organs and follows all the way through your body. So for example, your thyroid, which is your the gland, the, the thyroid endocrine gland is the one that controls your metabolism. So if you want a faster metabolism, you have to have a healthy thyroid. If you want to have healthy releases of insulin and healthy releases of glucagon, which is the, the opposing of insulin, which you often, most people don't hear about, which is your body telling you you need to eat food because you're hungry, insulin stores sugar out of your bloodstream to make sure that you don't get type 2 diabetes, that all of those work together from your brain to your sex organs to make sure that you thrive, not just to survive, but thrive. And if you've got a busted, broken hormonal system because you're not fit and strong, none of those will work. If you're really fit and if you're really strong, if you overload your muscles and bones, you overload your heart and lungs, you overload your brain, it has to get stronger because your hormonal system forces it to get stronger. Your muscles produce myokines that send a message to your brain to say, get stronger, get better, get wiser, be more creative for next stress that we're under, but even more importantly, be happy be satisfied, feel rewarded so that you want to have sex so that you can reproduce. Now, you might not want to have sex and you might not want to reproduce, but that's what the human body is designed to do. And ultimately, and I'll ask the question again, is it possible that if you feel miserable, grumpy, angry, frustrated, that you don't want to have sex? 
if you feel miserable, grumpy, angry, or frustrated, you don't even want to. It's to me that you may as well be dead because if you're not living your life happy every day, if you're not living your life feeling satisfied and rewarded every day, if you're not living your life as a healthy, strong human being, you're, if you're weak and frail and miserable and grumpy and depressed, obviously that's horrible. Now the beautiful thing with all of that is that when you get fit and strong, your immune system's working at peak physical capacity, so you're less likely to get sick, pick up germs, bugs, viruses, and diseases. Everything works better. So instead of going to the pharmaceutical choice first, instead of going to the surgery choice, instead of going to the drinking, uh, taking drugs, being addicted to some other form of trying to feel good drug, what about just get fit and strong? Get really puffed at 100% effort. That's the phosphate system, fight and flight. Get really strong at 100% effort. That's the phosphate system. Lift something really heavy, and if you can lift it for more than 10 seconds, it's too light. Get really fit and get really strong and live your life to the max. Whatever disease somebody wants to diagnose you with, whatever disorder somebody wants to diagnose you with, whatever somebody tells you is wrong with you, how about let's get you right first? Right being fit, strong, mentally tough, and then let's see what happens. I'd love you to live your life to the max. And if you want your brain to be healthy and if you want your body to be healthy, the opposite is an unhealthy body and being mentally unhealthy, and I wish that for nobody. I wish for everybody to be healthy, to be fit, and to be strong and to have stuff every day, singing like I do. I feel good, na 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 na. I knew that I would now, na 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 na. So good, yeah, yeah, so good, I feel good. Woo!